Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Better is a moment that I spend with you than a million other days away. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcasts. My name is Ruth Akintunde. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending us a message on the Podrum app. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. It's all right. Thank you for taking the time to tune in today. I just want to welcome you here. I want you to know that God is here and he is ready to speak to us. And last week we talked about Solomon and how he sought to know God more. He sought to understand who God is and when we read the three scriptures, we concluded that knowing God results in every other kind of understanding. The reference and fear of God are basic to all wisdom. And so we asked the question, if knowing God gives us wisdom and understanding, what, what's happening to atheists that have wisdom and understanding? They do not know God yet. They have wisdom and understanding. And that led us to define two types of wisdom, two kinds of wisdom, as the Bible puts it. One wisdom is selfish and full of evil motives to cheat others, smart ways to, to, to um, wise ways to gain money in this world, wise ways to make it. And we discovered that the wisdom from God is first of all pure, is not selfish. And those are the things that we found in the scriptures. James 3 verse 13 to 18 says that if you are wise, live a life of steady goodness so that only good deeds will pour forth. And if you don't brag about them, then you will be truly wise. And by all means, don't brag about being wise and good 
Um, and by all means, don't brag about being wise and good. If you are bitter and jealous and selfish, that is the worst sort of lie. For jealousy and selfishness, jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. So, and it continued by saying, such things are earthly, unspiritual, inspired by the devil. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder and every other kind of evil. And so we see that this is one kind of wisdom. A wisdom that is jealous and selfish and has selfish ambition. And we define a lot of wisdom used by the people of this world and people that don't know God to make it in life, to, to become billionaires. So there's so many cunning ways. The Bible is telling us that this wisdom, yes, it looks like these people are very wise and very smart, very technical, innovative. This wisdom, they brag about the wisdom. They are jealous. They are selfish. And, and, and this wisdom is not spiritual. And it, it, it was inspired by the devil. So the devil actually gives wisdom as well. But this wisdom is not of God. And James 3.17 now says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and full of quiet gentleness. Then it is peace-loving and courageous. It allows discussion and is willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It is wholehearted and straightforward and sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap harvest of goodness. And so this is the wisdom that God gives. So beautiful. Dissected it last week. And we said that it is. it comes from heaven. It's pure, full of quiet gentleness, peace-loving, courageous, it allows discussion. It doesn't prove that he's very smart or smarter than the next person. It allows for discussion, willing to yield to others. Even though he, the person that is full of God's wisdom knows that he knows best, right? But he's willing to yield to other people's opinions. He's full of mercy and good deeds. You know, he doesn't use his wisdom for his own selfish gain. He's full of good deeds. And if we dig into, if we want to dig into good deeds, that is another Bible study entirely because good deeds doesn't mean doing good things. Good deeds means doing only the good that God asks you to do and with pure motives. So um, doing good, you remember how God said we should do good when you give do not let your right hand know that your left hand is given. And so we see a lot of people doing good deeds today in the name of philanthropy. Yes, those are good, but, you know, it's not good deeds according to the Bible. And good deeds are directed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit directs you in everything. After Jesus died and rose again, the Holy Spirit directs us to do everything. And so, um, this wisdom is full of good deeds, according to God's standard of good deeds. It is wholehearted and straightforward and sincere. 
truthful, and those who are peacemakers will plant seed of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. So that is how God's wisdom is. So beautiful. And Solomon actually asks for God's wisdom. And he discovered that in order to get God's wisdom, we need to seek to know God more. And that is actually why we are alive, to seek to know God more. So we concluded Solomon last week, but I don't think I read the commentary in the screen I'm sharing. So I'm going to read the commentary right now. Solomon sought this one thing at the commencement of his reign. He knew that this was the only thing that would answer every quest of his heart, both for the time for that time and eternity. David, his father, actually made that the first item on his final charge to him. As we read in uh, 1 Kings 5-12, to David advised King Solomon, the new king, that if you want to rule over these people for a long time, and if you want your generation to keep ruling over Israel, you need to see God first. And so you can read it when you're free to know exactly what David said. But we read it last week as well. So Solomon disdained whatever knowledge of he had of God before and asked for this one thing, to know God. He requested for an understanding heart. That singular request pleased God. So if you too will please God, if we will please God, if I will please God, that must only always be the only quest of my heart. All other things shall be added unto us when we seek to please God. However, if you've read Solomon's story before, you will notice that when Solomon stopped pressing on to knowing God, he missed it and lost it all. So he stopped trying to know God. We don't know why he did that. We don't know why, but we just understood that he married so many wives. He married... Um, 700 wives and 300 concubines. There were a lot of wives and concubines. And he, he stopped pressing on to know God. And so he probably actually allowed distraction into his life. He allowed distraction into his life. And distraction for us might come in several ways. Might come as ambitions, might come as ambition that is not led by God's spirit. So God always wants a student to be on top, right? But if God is not leading you to achieve that very high, um, high level of achievement or innovation, if God is not leading you, you will, you would stop pressing on to know God on the way to achieving that high feat. But if God is leading you, you are going to take God with you along the way to achieve that. Because it was actually God that asked you to, to achieve that high level in the first place. So when you are ambitious based on the leading of the Holy Spirit, then you would have God with you all the way while climbing up that ladder. But if, if the ambition just came from jealousy, you saw your friend having this beautiful establishment, creating a company, and you were like, I want to create that company. I want to create a company too. And you just start doing all this hard work. Yes, hard work is good. But if it's not God that asks you to do it, 
along the way, you stop reading your Bible, you stop seeking to know God because you're so busy trying to achieve this goal. On the other hand, if God asked you, or if, if you ask God, God, do you want me to, to actually achieve this beautiful um, success? Do you want me to start a company? Do you want me to do this thing? Do you want me to go for my graduate studies? If God says yes, just know that he is going to be with you along the way. And it also means that you would, there will be a space for him in the mix of things as you achieve that great feat. So that is just what we are trying to say. God wants us to be ambitious, but only to be in his own will, right? So we have to be ambitious based on his own will. And so the last sentence here says, or the last two sentences here say that, never stop pressing on to know God more and to know God more and more. The more you hunger to know him, the more he will reveal himself to you and bless you. Amen. So that is all about Solomon for this chapter. And if you have any contribution, feel free to share with us. I'm definitely listening in. It makes sense. I guess the only thing is, um, I don't know. Determining if you're on the right path still. Uh, because beforehand, I didn't really understand that before I chose the path that I wanted to do, wanted to go on. But now it's kind of like, okay, now that I know this information, how do you reevaluate? Like, how do you pull back and see if this is really what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Or whatever you're doing in life. That's, that's a great question. That's a great question. And, you know, the only way to know and hear from God these days is or the one way that God has destined us to hear from him is by prayer and reading his word, right? In the olden days, Mm -hmm. it was very common for you to go and ask the prophet or the priest, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right career path? Am I... In the, am I in God's will, right? And the prophet would pray and fast and then tell you, oh, yes, you are in God's will. In fact, God will bless you and set you up on high and make your name great and you're going to succeed in this career path you have chosen. However, after Jesus Christ died, the, the curtain where the priests go into to talk to God, the curtain was turned in two which symbolizes that God wants every child of God to come into the temple and seek him by themselves and talk to him and read the word. And while they are reading the word, God will begin to show them his will for their lives. So as a child of God, as someone that has given her life to Christ, like you and I, all we need to do is to continue praying and asking him, God, am I on the right path? Am I in your will? Am I doing your will? And continue to read the Bible. And then we begin to see God's will for our lives. He's going to reassure us that this is where I want you to be. And when it's time for you to leave, he's going to give you that that sign, that longing, that um, 
indication that, yeah, it is time for you to do something else or it's time to, for you to expand this, your business. So I will not leave this answer without giving you an example. I, when I was back in my home country, I tried to get into, I tried to study abroad. And so as a child of God, I prayed about it. And when I prayed about it, I applied to study in the USA right after college. I wanted to do, um, do my graduate studies in the USA. I prayed and I said, thank you, Lord, because you're going to give me this success. Because the worldly people, they just apply, they have this success. They don't even pray. But I'm praying to you, oh God. I know you're going to help me. I know you're going to help me gain this admission to a school in the USA. And I prayed. I prepared my application. I wrote everything meticulously. And I applied first year. When I applied, the sign was God didn't want me to do my um, study abroad. I got rejected in all the places I applied to. All the schools I applied to rejected me. And... I cried. <laughs> and so I was like, God, don't you want me to succeed? And don't you want me to, to, to go abroad and be, a, um, be, be great, to, to have better opportunities? Is this what you want for me to just stay in this country? Nothing works. And I was very sad. The next year came around the same period. I prayed and fasted. I read the Bible. I claimed all the promises of God upon my life. And I applied again. And I did not get it. The third year I applied. I did not get it. So. So um, I applied again. Like mid-semester. So the middle of the fourth year. I applied to another country. Two other countries. I applied to Canada and the UK, the United Kingdom. And I did not get it, right? So all those things were trying to tell me that, okay, God doesn't want that to happen, right, at that point in time. But you know there, there are other ways that I could have done it. There are other ways apart from God's ways that I could have gotten into the U.S. And that is what happens when people are not Christians. They take other ways, and then to reach that ambitious position, um, then it will be said that, oh, the person has selfish ambition because it's like desperate to get to the top. Do, do you, are you with me? Are yes, you, definitely. Yes, probably. yes, yes. So um, in the fifth year or the fourth year, so I applied four times. Within three years. In the fourth year, the fifth time I'll be applying, I decided not to apply because I accepted God's will for my life. Because I said, I think God doesn't want me to study abroad. So I started asking God, God, what do you want me to do in my country? In this is my country. What else do you want me to do? I have a job. I'm married. I have a kid. What else do you want me to do? I want to do your will. I started praying to God, God, I want to actually do your will. So what do you want? What next? What is next for me? I kept asking God and praying to God. And so one, one day, um, a brother in our church came to greet us because just, I just gave birth to my first daughter back in my country. And 
I gave birth to my first daughter, and he came to greet us, and he was like, um, Ruth, I, I think you, you were the best in college in your class, right? Uh, I said, yes. I, what are you still doing here? The U.S., they need people like you to, to, to study abroad. I'm like, I don't think God wants me to study abroad because I have tried four times over three years, and he did not grant me the admission. He did not want me to go. And he was like, um, ah, don't say that. Maybe the timing was not just God's timing, right? I'm like, I don't know. And he said, I should try one last time, right? Try one last time and see if it was going to work. And so I said, okay, since you say I should try, because I already given up. I wanted God to tell me what I should do in my country and how I should start working for him and doing his will. Because even if he gives me good things, I will still love him. If he doesn't give me good things or what I want, I will still love him. So that was the mindset that I had. And I wasn't only holding any grudges. Like I said, God, thank you for not giving me my heart desire, but I still love you. And then, so I... Um, I obeyed the brother that came to my house, our house to greet us. And I, and I, luckily for me, the application was almost closing. So I quickly gathered my previous materials that I used to apply, and I dusted them, I refined them, added some more interesting things. In. And guess what? I was accepted. It was like a miracle. And so right now, I cannot boast and say, yes, I wanted to I wanted to study abroad. That's why I came abroad. No. I, I had given up. God actually used this brother to tell me the sign that, okay, yes, I need you to um, apply at this time. This is the time. So I believe God sent me here instead of me sending myself, right? So whatever is going on around you, even as you continue to see God and pray about it, God will show you a sign for you to begin what he wants you to do, especially if what you're doing right now is not his will. Another sign to know that what you're doing as a Christian is not God's will for, that, for you at that time is that whatever you're doing that is not God's will will not work out. But if it's God's will and you are seeking him, you're living a life free of sin, no sin, doing things that God loves, reading the Bible and praying, and what you're doing is walking out, that means God wants you to be where you are. So the Bible says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. It says the righteous shall be established. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Or standing in the way, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And a tree planted by the rivers of water enjoys itself because it has water, it flourishes, it bears fruits. And so when you are in as a Christian, whatever you're doing, if you're succeeding, that means God actually wants you to be there. If you're doing something and you're not succeeding at that point in time, God is trying to tell you something. So all you need to do is to ask God, God, please, 
what should I do? Especially in situations where other people that don't believe in God easily succeeds in that field. But when you get there as a Christian, you don't succeed. Maybe God doesn't want you to be there. And that's why he's holding back that success as a sign for you. It's not because he's a wicked God, but he wants you to know and be in his will. And that's why I, that's how I have discovered God's will over the years. Whenever I try things and I say, and I try it so many times, uh, and it doesn't work out, I just, it's not giving up. It's just being subject to what the will of God. I just say, God, you don't want this to work. Okay, no problem. What do you want me to do? And that's what I always do. And so the, the year when I ask God, God, what do you want me to do? Show me what you want me to do. So God wanted me to be subject to his will, especially telling the story now to you. I can't boast and say, I decided to apply for grad school and I got in. No, I can't boast because I decided to apply for grad school four times and I was rejected. But when God told me to apply for grad school, I was accepted. So that is now the story. God always does things to his children so that they will always give all glory to him. That's what I have discovered. So I don't know if this answers your question. It definitely does. And they hit it on a lot of key points. So it did. Yeah. Just understand when things are going well as a Christian, then God wants you to be where you are. When it's time to move on, he will put the desire on your heart. And you have the inspiration and say, I think I want to do better than this. I think I want to, I want to take my business to a higher level. And when you start doing it and you start working out, that means God wants you to actually go to that higher level. But when you start doing it and you have a lot of setbacks, keep trying, keep praying. But if the setbacks are consistent, that means God wants you to pause for a moment. And think and pray and ask him what exactly he wants you to do. And I pray that God will give us all clarity in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. So um, let us never stop pressing on to know God more. Know what he wants us to do. He just wants us to fellowship with him. He wants us to read his word day and night. He wants us to teach our children his word. Speak his word um, into the hearts of our husbands, play his word while we are working, listen to Christian messages, um, sing to him, praise him. He just wants us, wants everything about our lives to be around him, to involve him. And that is why he has created us, to fellowship with him. And I pray that God will, as we seek him, God will help us find him. God will speak to us. God will speak to our hearts. God will reassure us of his presence because sometimes it's really sad when you keep singing to God, you read his word, you pray, and just silence. And he's not even speaking back to you or talking back to you or he's not bringing these miracles that you wish to come your way. But I pray that even as we seek him with a genuine heart, a sincere heart, that God will draw close to us. God will help us to find him and fill our hearts with joy. The first dream we have about him or the first word we hear in our hearts of him talking to us. God will make us so joyful with that. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus.
I'd like us to go on to studying Daniel right now. But we have five minutes left. So maybe we can just read some of the chapters and then we'll pray. Just to have something else apart from Solomon to go start our week with. So let's go on to Daniel for the next five minutes. It says that the pursuit of the knowledge of God is his answer for the end time pollution and backsliding. So the pursuit of the knowledge of God is his answer for end time pollution and backsliding. So I, I, I see where this part is going. And I... I believe that we might not be able to start it today because Daniel was uh, a prophet that God showed many things about what will happen in the end of the world. So Daniel, God showed Daniel everything about the end time. And so he actually sought to know God more and God decided to show him a lot of things that would happen at the end of the world. And I'm sure you and I would like to know what God showed Daniel about what is going to happen, the, the prophecy about what will happen at the end of the world. And he talks about an antichrist or the man of sin and all these things. And Daniel is very huge when it comes to that. And so we are going to start that next two weeks when we meet don't miss it. Invite your friends. Invite your people around you to tune in. And you can even invite guys, even though this is Women Prayer Group, you can invite guys to tune in to hear how Daniel sought God, sought to know God, and how God in turn showed him a lot of things that would happen at the end of the world. So even as we try to seek God, whenever we are not busy doing stuff, open the word of God, read it, understand it. God will show us deeper secrets of our lives and even of the world we live in. Amen. So do you have any other question before we pray? Okay. So thank you once again for tuning in. And let me just pray with us right now. Everlasting Father, we thank you for the opportunity to seek your face this morning and read your word. We thank you because your word is always true. We thank you because you have great plans for us and you always want us to be in your will. We thank you because your love for us is unconditional and you are teaching us to love you unconditionally as well. Lord, help us to love you more in the name of Jesus Christ. Even as we seek you, and tell you about our desires. Even as we seek to know your will for our lives, for our career, if we should move forward, if we should expand, O oh Lord, even as we go ahead and even do it, O oh Lord, show us a sign that you're with us. And show us a sign that maybe you're not with us so that we can reevaluate our steps and then do what you want us to do, O oh God. Show us a sign that you, O oh God, are in what we are doing right now. Realign us to your will. If we are on the wrong path in our spiritual life, in our marriages, in our career, Lord, realign us, O oh God, and help us to be on the right path. In the name of Jesus, 
We ask because we know you can hear us. We know you are listening, oh God. We know that you are able to do everything that we ask. Your word says when two or three people shall gather in the name of Jesus, you are there. So we know that you said these words because we will be doubting and saying, is God even hearing us? Is God even listening to us? You already said it, that when two or three of us shall come together and talk about you, you are there. So we know that you are here, hearing us right now. So we pray, oh God, that you would show us what exactly you want us to do. Assure us if we are in the right career path, if you are in the right path, oh God. Assure us, oh God. Give us this assurance, oh God. And bless our work. If truly we are in doing your will, Lord. Bless us abundantly. Help us to see your hand. Help us to flourish. Your word says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Lord, help us to flourish like a palm tree. Help us to flourish in every area of our lives, oh God. Help us to see your hand of anointing in our lives, God. I personally, oh God, I have a lot of things lined up, but I don't have any strength to do any of them, oh God. If truly you want me to do all these things, give me the strength, Lord. Give me the enthusiasm, oh God, to really do all these things that I have, all these ambitious things that I have lined up, oh God. Give me the strength to do all the things that I have lined up in Jesus' name. I also pray for my sister on the line, oh God. Whatever she's asking you for right now, give her the wisdom, oh God, to know your will so that she can go ahead and do your will, oh God. Give her the strength, oh God. Give her the enthusiasm. Give her the resources that she needs to do your will, oh God. Be with her. Be with all of us all. When you come, oh God, in glory, oh God, um, help us to be found in heaven. Even as we are going to be studying Daniel in the next meeting, oh God, like Daniel, as we seek to know you, God, show us revelations for, for this end time, oh God. And even as we seek to read the revelations that you showed Daniel, everlasting Father, give us the interpretation of this revelation. Help us not to misinterpret it, oh God. Help us to interpret it in the right way so that we can anticipate all these things that you have already said would happen at the end of the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, help us to anticipate rightly. Help us to interpret it with the leading of your Holy Spirit. We cast out every other knowledge that we already have about the end time aside. And we give way to your Holy Spirit to give us a fresh understanding of the truth about the end time. Even as we delve into the study of Daniel next week, oh God. Receive all the glory, ancient of days. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So we